Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I go to my butt box today. Guess what I found in my mailbox, Austin? <laughs> Guess what I found in my fucking mailbox? <laughs> I saw you send it to me, and I'm so happy about this. <laughs> Ever since my birthday. All right, well, let's catch you up on that. For my they birthday. Know. They Austin know we bu- talked about it. We talked about it a little bit. All right, Mike Lindell bobblehead. All right, you're up to speed. Wait, wait, no. I paid extra for the Mike Lindell autograph on the Mike Lindell bobblehead. <laughs> Got an autograph Mike Lindell bobblehead for my birthday. Damn right. And ever since then, I've been getting mailers for my pillow, right? My- that got you out of a ticket. Like that got you out of getting your car impounded and you and going, going to jail. To jail. The, yeah, so and- you're welcome, motherfucker. You're welcome. I appreciate you. But. <laughs> Now I'm getting this shit from my slippers, which I didn't even know existed. Apparently, it's the official footwear of right-wing conspiracy theorists. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. Like, I got it. And me and Victoria were going somewhere. And it's just like, what is this? I was like, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God, the, the, the first time I meet Victoria, it's just going to hit me in the face. That's just what's going to happen. Like, I, no, she didn't even know who it was. So I had to explain like the whole thing. Oh, who, God bless her. <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the thing about everything on that site, MyPillow.com. Everything is crazy overpriced. And everything except for the pillows is made in China. Are you serious? Yeah. It, well, not not not, all, not exclusively China, but the only thing made in the United States are the pillows. Huh. Does it at least have like a little sticker that says distributed in the USA? No, 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 no. But on the site, it's like made in Bangladesh you know, or uh, Bangalore, made in uh, the Philippines, made in Taiwan, made in China. Like there's nothing other than the pillows, which is the original product that was made in the United States, which I think is hilarious because of this fucking patriot bullshit. But I do. I still like Mike Lindell. It's a guilty pleasure. The Mike Lindell merch may have been made in Bangkok, Thailand, but Mike Lindell was made specifically for the red light district, baby. (laughs) Just getting in there, getting it. Lines of Coke off of a hooker's stomach. Oh, no, no, no. He quit. Remember? No, 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 no. (laughs) Listen, I'm all about like an addict overcoming their addiction. And I think that that's fantastic. I think it's one of the hardest things to do. I think addiction is a mental illness. Mike Lindell ain't over that shit yet. I promise you. I know just, I know Coke talk. I, <laughs> I know it. Just the Coke kids out there rattling. Can't shut up. Just can't stop talking. Talking. Do Coke is. talk. Do Coke talk. Hey, man. Uh, so, you know, uh, have you heard of, uh, you like cars? You like cars? Uh, you ever heard of NASCAR? Yeah, man. NASCAR is real cool. Ever heard of Formula One? They just go Europe, man. They just don't go in left turns. They go all over the street, man. They just go all around those corners, man. Speaking of cars, you ever seen Tokyo Drift? <laughs> so you Coke talk like you text me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have the brain of a psychopath. <laughs> I'm, well, this is good. I'm, I'm naturally on cocaine. I've got a uh, speaking of neurodivergency. I fucked up, Austin. What'd you do? I looked at the reviews on Apple Podcasts. What happened? Most of almost all of them are five stars, by the way. Rate and subscribe. All of them are five stars, except for one. Oh, no. I haven't looked. One star. They get what? off topic too much. What was it? What did it say? We get off topic too much. Now listen here, motherfucker. You nor you neuronormative motherfucker. <laughs> I have a learning disability. That makes what you posted a hate crime, and I will be damned if I get lectured by a bigot. <laughs> so that's it. That was the that was the that was the criticism. We get off topic too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
How many episodes did they get through? I don't know. Probably all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then thanks for listening. Even if you hate us, I want you to hate listen. I want you to fucking hate listen. I want you to leave a comment. Even if it's a one star review, I just want to fucking hear it. Just listen. I don't give a shit. Just listen. You know why? Because a one star review and a five star review are the same amount of listens in my book. I hope you're dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's not seen until you let go of what is seen. I'm talking about your money. I celebrate. I got a back pocket full of rips. You stick around to see them all. So I'm Dalton. That's Austin. This is if you catch my grift. And yeah, this is Sean Griff. We have a new member, a new person, a new person telling me to stop talking over Austin. His name is producer Charlie Butters. Say hi, Charlie. Hello. Hi, that is Charlie. <laughs> Charlie is he's he's kind of always secretly been the third member of the team, and we've we've just taken steps to make that more official, and we're happy to have him on board. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. I think he's gonna bring a lot to the podcast. I think he's gonna he's got a lot of ideas, and it's it's great because. This is not as easy as it sounds like just plugging in some microphones and recording. Like we've, <laughs> we've, we've learned that the, the hard way maybe, but uh, it's, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot to this, this podcast game. So I am, I, for one, and I think I can speak for Dalton on this. I'm very excited to have him on board. For sure. For sure. We love you, Charlie. Thank you for doing this. We love you, Charlie. You're the best. <laughs> um. So yeah, so how was how how was your week? What 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 were you up to? Uh, nothing much, nothing much. I started a new work schedule, which is really cool. I have a lot of uh, free time on my hands now. Um, I guess the main story I could talk about is uh, my landlord was supposed to come over, and uh, you know it's usually all cool with usual tenants. I'm not a usual tenant. I have four cats in my house that he does not know about. <laughs> you have too many cats. I'm sorry, but you have yeah, too, too many, many cats. cats. Well, three of them were a package deal, and then one just kind of, you know, I, one wanted to be an inside house cat. My mom was like, you know, inside house cat. So I went over to my mom's house one day, and I felt bad for this cat, so I just took it home. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats. I'm, I know he's coming. He's supposed to bring, like, a air conditioning heater repairman with him. So I was like, man, I can't, uh, I can't get evicted. It's almost Christmas time. I don't want to be homeless. So let me pack up these cats and take them to my mom's house for the day. How did that work out? Holy shit. It was fine. She didn't mind. How do you get four cats together in a bag or how do you transport them to your mom's house? I put two in like a little carrying kennel and then I put another two in a box so not some not like a small box but like a decent sized box right like an amazon box you put them in an amazon box basically and uh i took the litter box for this too and i mean i got a pretty good scratch right there from uh trying oh, yeah. to, that's trying, nasty trying to shove these cats in this box <laughs> with love with love no animals were hurt in the process of uh shoving them into a box but i took them to my mom's house and you know put them in the room whatever we got back by two an hour goes by, nothing. Two hours go by, nothing. So finally, I text them. I was like, hey, appointment was at two. You have any update? And they were like, well, 
we got there at two. We saw a black SUV. I tried to call you, but didn't get an answer. I was like, well, that black SUV is my car, and I don't have any missed calls from you. <laughs> like, well, no, maybe we'll just have to we'll have to move it to another time. What's the next uh, What's the next day you have you can uh, meet with us? I was like, well, I'm not. I don't have a day off until after Thanksgiving, so I, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, okay, well, we get back with you later. So I wasted my entire day. <laughs> and you had to hang out with your mom. Well, my mom, she was she was all right. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She did. uh, She used COVID in air quotes once, which is, (laughs) which is, I guess, okay. (laughs) I guess it was okay. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Well, I am um, just back from an office party. We had a lot of Mexican food and I had a lot of bourbon. So that's going to set the tone tonight. Um, and I also am going on a much needed vacation after the recording of this, probably when you hear it, I'll already be back and have like thrown myself back into a bunch of broken glass because that's, that's how I live my life. But, uh, yeah, very excited heading off to Colorado, hang out with my mom and three of my brothers and then coming back and just doing like a staycation for a week. So I'm very happy about that. Nice. Nice. Zen and like centered and all that. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. But I also think my body understands that I'm about to take some time off because this last <laughs> week has been incredibly difficult. <laughs> my body's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to get up and I don't want to move and I don't want to do anything. And it's just gotten harder and harder and harder every day I've had to work this week. So that's what's happening. And hopefully we'll have some cool stuff to announce uh, regarding this pod because that staycation week, I want to do some work and, and improve our, um, our fair podcast and, 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 you know, do some cool shit and line up some cool folks to, to come and talk with us. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a while. It's been every year I've traditionally left vacation time on the table, which is a terrible habit, but I'm a workaholic and, that's just what happens. So what I'm gathering from this, you just announced the uh, that you're going to start the If You Catch My Grift OnlyFans. Uh, no, you're in charge of the OnlyFans. I'll do the YouTube. Okay, let's do it. And that's let's how make, this works. Let's make some money, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you, much more people want to see your butthole than mine. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know until you try. <laughs> well, you know, and then you said uh, you picked on, uh, who was it? Mark Zuckerberg for probably having a hairy asshole. Did I ever say hairy asshole? I'm pretty sure you said Mark Zuckerberg had a hairy asshole. I would asshole. never criticize someone for having a hairy I'm asshole. Most positive, you've criticized somebody I, on this I podcast. Like, I feel like that. No, I wouldn't say. I remember the words verbatim. You just know he has a hairy asshole. No, dirty, 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 dirty. And I think I said that about Ben Shapiro, and I might have said that about Zuckerberg. Those are like stray boys who don't know how to wipe their ass. Harry, oh. not a problem. Dirty, Harry, big problem. Harry implies dingleberries because when you got just like a not, forest, no, a lush no, jungle of listen. hair down there, it's hard. <laughs> no, if you if you know how to take care of yourself and you know if you're a responsible hairy asshole haver, then you 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 won't have dingleberries. Are you telling me? You haven't went to the bathroom. I'm not. I don't know your asshole situation. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, get in there and ask. I'm going to imply <laughs> because you're. You got a thick beard, so I imagine the rest of the body follows. <laughs> so you telling me you've never went in there? Just after like 20 wipes, you're like, God damn, that's still a brown streak. What? What do I got? No. Do? No. Are what are you eating? eating? What are you eating? 
You need more fiber in your diet, motherfucker. <laughs> you got to break not... out the baby wipes and you just got to fucking <laughs> drastic is... times call for death. Drastic no, measures. no, 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 no. You if you 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 need to know how to take care of it. I feel like people like Zuckerberg and Ben Shapiro do not know how to take care of their assholes. Three wipes is good enough, bud. Fully no, it's up not. It's it. not. If you don't wipe clean, you ain't done. And you probably aren't eating enough fiber. That's all I'm going to say on that. Oh, man. So uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> all this asshole talk. I don't even know. You've totally thrown me off track. I have no maybe, idea what to say now. Maybe he was right. We can't stay on top. <laughs> well, I think he's unsubscribed. If, if not after this episode, certainly after the one before. Um, but all I'm going to say is buckle up motherfuckers and turn on your, or put on rather your tinfoil hat because daddy is going deep tonight. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Dalton? Tell me your feelings. Like are you something in, I want are you to uncomfortable? Say, no, not at all. Okay, good. So tonight we're going to talk. This is, this is going to be a weird one. I think it was in a weird headspace when I wrote this, but I was really excited to write it. This has got a lot of stuff and it's actually going to be pretty political in that it involves a politician um, who's who's doing their thing. And so, yeah. And we uh, at if you catch my grift are, I would say you can figure out our politics, but we're in terms of like parties. We don't give a fuck about either of them. All right, you, say, you say this every time we get political. We're like, listen, we're not a political podcast. We are we're extreme we leftists and fuck those right. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, we are political politics because we're talking about capitalism and capitalism is political. Yeah. But I'm just saying that like we're we're not siding with Democrats or Republicans on this at all. We can say fuck them both, right? Right. Can I say that safely? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's where we're. That's the, I'm putting it out there, and then we're going to talk about this dude named Ed Mizvinsky. Have you ever heard of this guy? Nope, not at all. I figured it was like not a <laughs> fucking chance. <laughs> when you said Ed, I was just rattling off through my brain of all the famous Eds I know. <laughs> like Ed, Ed Norton. Uh, <laughs> the Fight Club guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Oh, well another person. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about Ed Mendinsky. Uh, Mike, Ed- Mike Wazowski. Mike was Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Thank you for the Pixar throw in. <laughs> um, Ed Mezvinsky was born in Ames, Iowa, which is the middle of fucking nowhere, on January 17th, 1937, to immigrant parents. His dad was the owner of a local grocery chain and had been a success story in his own right. Mezvinsky, for all intents and purposes, seemed like a bright, well-liked kid um, in, in high school, he made the all state football team and was part of the 1955 Ames high school basketball team that would end up winning the state championship. So this is like the whitest white boy that ever whited well, all American, all, all, not all American, all st- state championship. State yeah. State, championship. yeah. You, know, you know, you got in, getting it in Iowa, in Iowa. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot of basketball players coming out of Iowa. Yeah, well, there actually are surprisingly, but it's like every white basketball player back, but you know, up until the '80s, came out of Iowa. Well, you got to be able to jump over the cornfields. That's it. That's exactly. You got to clear. You got to clear a stalk. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So he'd, he'd go on to graduate from University of Iowa in 1960, and then he got a master's degree in political science from University of California, Berkeley, which is a famously liberal school, quote, unquote, liberal, whatever, um, especially in 19, like in the 1960s. Uh, he followed up by getting his law degree from University of California, Hastings in 1965. So after that, he returned uh, to Iowa and was like, hey, I'm going to start up a law practice. Right. That was that was the whole idea. I'm a lawyer now. I'm certified, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he soon decided that he didn't actually want to practice law and that he wanted to become a politician. And you got to understand that there are a shitload of like the quote unquote traditional politicians that are like lawyers who never practice law. That's like really? a path. Yeah. Like you get out of law school, you're like, can I practice law? Do I join a firm? Or do I go into politics? Like, I'm in New York. One of my senators is fucking Chuck Schumer. And he was one of these guys, got a law school, never actually practiced law, went into politics. He's done that his entire life. This so is, is that, that they're like, is that their career path whenever they like go to college for law? Did they know I'm going to be a politician? Yeah, well, this guy did because his 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 uh, undergraduate degree was in political science. Yeah, gotcha. so he was a poli sci guy, and then he went for for law. So he's like, now I'm a lawyer. I can write laws, which is essentially what you Congress does: write laws. Bill and I, the poli sci guy. Oh God, <laughs> he'd be all right because you know what? He's actually really good on on climate change. So <laughs> Bill, Bill and I for Senate or or Congress or whatever he wants to run for. So um, I told you, he, he worked for Congressman Neil Smith. Fun fact, um, he sponsored an anti-nepotism bill, which is you cannot hire people in your family. And what it did, it did pass both houses and it prevents sitting presidents from naming relatives to the head of executive committees or executive agencies. Sounds like a good bill. Yeah, it is a good bill. Yeah. Um, many at the time thought that it was a response to JFK naming his brother, Robert Kennedy, as the attorney general, which is a thing that happened. And everybody's like, fuck, you can't do that. And he's like, there's no law preventing me from doing that. Robert, <laughs> my, my little brother is the attorney general and I'm the president. I'm well, Meet me in the bedroom. No, they both got shot. So it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the time, <laughs> Neil Smith um, denied that that was the, the the purpose because they were all in the same party, like JFK and and Smith were both Democrats. So he's like, I'm not turning my guns on my own people. That's probably a bad metaphor, but whatever. Um, <laughs> this, but this is the bill that prevented us from having Donald Trump Jr. as the head of the Justice Department or Eric Trump in the EPA. So we're, we're we like this guy. This guy's okay. But I mean, at least st- he still appointed his fucking dipshit friends in his cabinet. Look at the guy from Breitbart. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh, and and Stephen Miller on top of that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't eliminate shitheads from being in the cabinet, but it also it does eliminate like a father from naming his sons and daughters as heads of all the agencies, which I I might be worse. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Ms. Vinsky, Ed Mazinski makes made his first run for the Iowa State Legislature in 1968 and won, which is good. Right. You win. He immediately establishes a platform of consumer advocacy and he made headlines by holding up a sausage during a session of the legislature, claiming that it contained rat claws. <laughs> the deadly glizzy. Yeah. So this actually also would earn him the nickname Rat Claw Mizvinsky. 
Um, so he's just like clearly inventing his own mythology. He's like, this is this is who I am. I'm fighting for the people by telling you there's rats in the sausage. The very a very cool nickname. Rat claws. Yeah, <laughs> I rat actually claws. like that a lot. So cool. <laughs> we'll call you Ratclaw Harris. Down with it. Um, two years later, he ran for mas- national office, challenging the incumbent congressman, uh, Republican uh, Fred Schwingle, which is like the best fucking last name ever. Schwingle. If you've ever watched Wayne's World, which no. you probably haven't. No, I've never seen it. Oh, God. Don't, Jesus fucking. I know um, it has the guy from Austin Powers in it. Oh, no. That hurts me so much. Austin what? Powers has the guy from Wayne's World. No. Yes. Groovy, baby. Yeah. God, I hate that movie because my well, name is make Austin. make you horny, baby. No, I hate that movie. Let's never talk about that movie <laughs> ever again. Because at the time when it came out, being named Austin was a fucking terrible oh, thing. Oh, no. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. I'd much rather get Stone Cold Steve Austin than Austin Powers. That's just a personal Would you thing. you rather shag now or shag later? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, he, interesting enough, Schwingle, who's got a great last name, again, was a Republican, but was pro-union, pro-civil rights, and anti-school prayer. Okay, is, so he's not a Republican. <laughs> right. Like by, I only put that in because I was like, by today's standards, he would have been a left-leaning Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of shocking. But anyway, um, it's it, it's actually thought that his stance on school prayer was the reason he lost um, the, his election two years later to Ed Mizvinsky. So Ed, Ed finally beat the guy. He challenged him once, lost second time. He got this. Um is the, the the campaign that he ran in 1972 was based on the influence of money in politics. Um, it was a very timely message because as soon as he was sworn in in Congress, he was named to the Judiciary Committee that was to oversee the impeachment of Richard Nixon. Nice. So okay. he was the guy. He was in there. He was like, we got to get rid of this fucker. And Richard, Richard Nixon, complicated guy, bad guy, for sure. Oh, tricky dick. Oh, slick dick. <laughs> His name Actually, dick. tricky dick. Tricky dick is right. Slick dick I just made up. <laughs> so that's a- something called Christopher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so uh, he ended up writing a book about the term in Congress where they impeached Richard Nixon. It was fucking stupid. I couldn't read it. So oh, no. That's really saying something. You know the bullshit, awful books you've had to read for this podcast? Oh, I know. I know. I've read them all. I know. I know. Absolutely. I know exactly which fucking bullshit, awful books I've read. This one was terrible. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not reading this. <laughs> I fucking refused. Anyway, he uh, two years later, he re- ran for election. He won. Right. So he's got one two year term down. He's in another year. But this is where the story kind of takes a turn. Two weeks after the election, his wife of 10 years filed for divorce. She's like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. And it didn't seem to bother Ms. Vinsky very much because shortly after divorce, he married a woman named Marjorie Margolis, um, who was a reporter at a local Philadelphia NBC station. I wonder what he did to get divorced. Hmm. He can't honestly, quite figure it out. He kind of seems like an asshole. He does. Like, genuinely kind of not like a cool, nice dude. All oh, in all. It's like he's for sure banging a reporter down at the news station. It, well, not down. Like, four s- states over. She was in Pennsylvania. He's in Iowa. Oh. Oh. 
but yeah, I, I, I agree with your logic there without, a, I'm going to throw allegedly. Um, in oh, he's the, probably the, dead. It's fine. He's not this dead. Is, this is current. This is, this, this is going. You'll okay. get there. Okay. People want current shit. This is current shit, even though it started in the 60s. This okay. is current shit. Um, so he marries Marjorie Margolis and it doesn't go over well. He like introduces his new wife, this trophy wife. I don't want to call her trophy wife because she, she turns out she's she's not she's a smart woman, right? But she's like this new she's the new wife. She's wife number two, and he goes to Iowa, which is big on like family values. And he's like, look at my new wife who was on TV because you don't go on TV unless you're attractive, right? Like, I'm not going to be on TV. You might, Dalton, but I'm not. Um, so this is like this beautiful new wife, and it is awful for him oh man (laughs) so he gets just absolutely fucking slobber knockered in the next election and loses his his seat in congress um and the guy he loses to is a name a a dude named jim leach (laughs) it's a very fitting name sounds like a politician yep um he jim leach is a dude that and this is like i said it's very political but we're gonna get to the grift um, he is the lead sponsor of a bill called the Graham Leach Bliley Act. And what that bill basically did is from 1933 to 1999, banking, securities, and, and insurance companies were siloed and couldn't cross over, right? So Chase could not sell securities or insurance because they were a banking company, right? Right. So like a bank couldn't sell insurance, couldn't sell securities, an insurance company couldn't be a bank or, right? It's like, you can't mix up your, your you stay in your lane. Right, right. Don't fuck around. Good bill. Good, good law. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so this bill removed those boundaries. Oh, no. And it, and it directly led to the recession of 2007. Okay. Yeah. This is current so, shit. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's this guy was a shithead that he lost to, um, and and really put a lot of people in a lot of financial harm. So the the, the fact that his last name was Leech has <laughs> not escaped me. Let's do it. Um, the, that that just for fun, that congressional seat is currently held by Representative Ashley Hint. Hint what Ashley Hinson. what? <laughs> Hinson. Hinson. I thought you were about to say Hinson. Ashley Hitler. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, she is also a former news anchor who is most famous for catching COVID in November of 2020 and then plagiarizing the New York Times uh, on her website and in several op-eds that she published. So she's an anti-masker and a liar. Great. So out of all Wonderful. the people plagiarized, you think that fucking New York Times would be the people? Yeah, and they caught it and they published it and they were like, yo, this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's currently who holds the seat. So that doesn't mean anything. I just wanted to throw that in because I thought it was funny. Um, So after his defeat in 1976, the family packed up and moved to Marjorie's home state of Pennsylvania. So they're done with Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. We're done with you. I think that was a smart move. Pennsylvania is much better state than Iowa. Right, right, right. For I sure. Stand by that, dude. Iowa sucks. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I, the only people I've ever met from Iowa are people that moved out of Iowa. Uh, I, I lived in Omaha, Nebraska, for about a year, which is on the border of uh, Nebraska and Iowa. So I'd go over to Council Bluffs, Iowa, every now and then. And man, there's some uh, some wild people in Iowa. 
not my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by not my kind of people? <laughs> not my kind of people, man. <laughs> um, we'll just leave it there. It's, it's bad. <laughs> um, so he would go on to serve as the UN ambassador for human rights uh, under the Carter administration from 1977 to 79. Um, he attempted to run for the Senate in Pennsylvania in 1980. And it didn't happen. Carter, um, what 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 happened in 1980, if you don't remember, is Carter got fucking walloped by Reagan. I mean, just got absolutely smashed. And as a result, everybody on the Democratic ticket just got destroyed. So no, no person challenging a Republican seat for the like from a Democratic Party got through i mean it just was it was a fucking slaughter georgia's own jimmy carter might i add yeah yeah no bad bad president i don't think there's ever been a good president bad president top tier old man just out there building houses man just out there doing the damn thing he seems like a cool dude and i actually like a lot of his politics although i've been reading some stuff lately and I have questions about even him and that makes my heart because I'm like, he's like the one guy I was kind of rooting for. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I like, but I like Jimmy Carter. I, I, I've been reading like a lot about presidential pardons and some of his pardons. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you pardon that person? So that's just, that's oh, just no. a personal thing. That's like a personal insanity uh, that I possess in my, my heart of hearts and my soul of souls, but I'm not going to release that on the world. Episode on the history of presidential pardons coming soon to the FBK strike ref Patreon, which is coming soon to the existence. <laughs> Do of, not promise something that I cannot deliver on. <laughs> I promise. This is a personal promise for me. Don't. How are you going to make me do shit? You ain't even in the same state, motherfucker. Personal promise. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, got slaughtered 1980. Um, he, yeah, he got, he got shellacked. But once you're part of, like, the Democratic machine at that point, like, you've been a congressman, you've, you've held all these other positions, you don't leave it. So... It makes a lot of sense that he was named the Pennsylvania Democratic Party chairman from 1981 to 1986. They're like, wait, this is a guy. He's had national power, whatever. He's he's the party chairman. Not that important. He tried running for the state attorney general in 1988. He lost. He ran for lieutenant governor in 1990. He lost. And he would never hold elected office again. So this is a guy who's run for a shitload of offices and won twice. Loser! Exactly. <laughs> He's a fucking loser. He's a fucking loser. He's a fucking dingleberry. Oh, hey, Just bringing it back around. Hanging on to the asshole hair of the Democratic Party. <laughs> uh, so at this point, his wife... Well, was my Democratic Party, Sewitchy. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. People are like... Hey, you're going to get political and like we're automatically going to smash the Republicans. But no, we're not. We're going to we're going to get them both. Like I am. I'm I'm equal opportunity in my dismay and grievance towards these parties. Well, we're on the subject of politics. I'm just putting this out there. Why is every time you criticize Trump or something, people automatically go, there's no like Biden's any better. I'm like, yes. I agree with you. And they get so confused. <laughs> yeah, they do. No, it's true. It's, it's, it's a lot of my like right leaning family are like, fuck Biden. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they just go, oh, it's because it's, 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 it's presented to most people 
that don't really know more than what they see on the news as left, right. That's it. Right. No, not even left, right. Sorry. Republican or Democrat. Republican, Democrat. And it's not, it's not that there's a spectrum. There's, there's a lot more to it. And I just think that, that, that people don't understand that. And they're like, Hey, fuck Joe Biden. I'm like, thank you, Brandon. (laughs) God, no, no, no shit. Let's go, Brandon. I even fucked up my own bit. (laughs) God, dude, their stickers are getting out of control. Yeah, those two city cars got them released pretty quickly. They, they they took them right off the ones that I talked about in the last episode. Oh, really? Oh no, two episodes ago. I forgot we did they one. Are all order. over the place in Valdosta. I'll take, I'll take a picture. There's a guy like right beside the Valdosta Mall, his house, like right in front of his house. There's a big sign that says "Let's Go Brandon," painted. I wish painted I, sign. I wish I wish like Democrats and quote liberals would would like get smart like that and do something for trump so you could have a sticker that you could like put everywhere let's just do fuck democrats anyway it was so at this point mazinski's wife decides that she's actually going to try her hand at politics and she runs uh for office in in 1992 she wins a seat in congress girl boss let's go (laughs) (laughs) trophy wife my ass get out of here you Um, fucking loser i'm the politician now pretty much that's what it is and at this point uh the Mazvinskys as a couple become friends with the Clintons, specifically Bill and Hillary. You know what? <laughs> well, I'm looking pretty good over there, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You no, know, I got this uh, so far from- got this girl in the White House named Monica. You know, uh, you should go meet her sometime. <laughs> this is this is pre-Monica, but I do applaud your your Clinton impersonation. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Ones. I'm glad it's not an accent. <laughs> Um, so it was, um, actually Marjorie's vote in Congress that got Clinton's 1993 deficit reduction bill passed and it was a big deal, but it really cost her. And this is from a 2017 daily beast piece. Like many of today's blue dogs, uh, Margolis Mizvinsky was a freshman who had won a surprise victory in a conservative district during a strong democratic year. But Clinton's budget put her party loyalty to the test. As Margolis Mazinski cast the decisive vote, the decisive vote, this is like the one, a Republican legislator jumped up and down and chanted, goodbye, Marjorie. Taylor Green. I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, she took the floor the day of the vote with the intention of voting against it. But as the A's and nays came in, the Democrats defected again and again to the Republican side, it soon became clear that her vote would be nothing less than crucial to its passage. President Clinton personally called her on the telephone to ask her to vote and convinced her to get on board. As she walked to cast her vote, she received jeers from the Republicans. None stuck with her as what much as... What the fuck is this? Boo! Boo, you Yeah. No, it really happened. This is like a fucking movie. Like, this is like a lifetime movie. And she's like, I am made of more solid stuff. Your booze don't do anything to me. This is fucking government, not a sports. T- <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk about the timing of this whole thing. Like, it makes perfect sense for what happened, but or like the time that happened in. Um, but Nothing, none stuck to her as much as Representative Robert Walker of Pennsylvania, who she recalled jumping up and down, chanting, 
Goodbye, Marjorie. Uh, Margolis Mizvinsky believes that she would have won re-election if not for her budget decision, but the vote handed her opponent a cudgel to wield in the campaign. On election night, 1994, she was finished after a single term. So girl boss lasted one term. Aww. And that, that the budget resolution was a mixed bag. It cut a lot of Medicare, which I'm not okay with. Um, but yeah, it was what it raised taxes on the wealthy, which I'm cool with. And that's probably why Bernie Sanders voted for it because he did. Huh. Um, yeah. So it, it like, this is important because it took a personal call from Bill Clinton. And this really becomes like the thing that introduces the Mesvinskis to Clinton world. Right. Like once you're in Clinton world, you don't leave Clinton world. And this is when I'm like, put your fucking tinfoil hat on. Cause we're talking about the Clintons. Where are the emails? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, there's emails here. And they Brother, a lot. let me tell you about a pizza restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. It's some bullshit. Wait, where's my, where's my Alex Jones voice? No, my goddamn pizza. <laughs> He's going down. He's not going to survive this shit. If I are you? Although, I grab your shotguns. I get ready at arms. But politically, <laughs> the rumors are that he's already transferred all everything Infowars into his father's name so that when he gets sued into oblivion, which is about to happen, he won't lose his show. Smart move. I told you, Alex Jones will never die. I know. <laughs> he's like a Hydra. <laughs> much, much, <laughs> never mind. Bad bit. No, what, what were you going to say? Say it. <laughs> <laughs> much like Austin, the frogs are gay. <laughs> Man, I love me some queer fucking frogs. Oh God, I'm scared of bits now. <laughs> you shouldn't be. That's not a bit. That's fine. <laughs> so I will say that 1994 is often referred to as the Republican Revolution. Um, it was when 54 Democratic incumbents lost in Congress, lost to the Republican challengers. It was when Newt Gingrich took over. It was a big deal, which is why these fucking lunatics were yelling goodbye, Marjorie, because Newt Gingrich is a psychopath and <laughs> should always be referred to as that and never be listened to in a serious conversation. Um, so even though she just this destroyed her political career, she had proved herself to be a true and loyal friend of Bill and Harry Clinton and henceforth was part of, like I said, Clinton world. Um, so right now you're probably going, am I listening to the wrong podcast? We're called. If you catch my grift, where's the fucking grift? And now it's coming. Are you ready? Dalton? Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm not sure you are, but I'm going to tell you anyway. After his defeat for Lieutenant Governor bid in 1990, Ed Mazvinsky tried his hand at legitimate business, and this did not go well. You know what people love in legitimate businesses? Politicians. <laughs> they actually do, which is weird. What? Yeah, that they do. This is like his whole thing. So he initially set up a slew of businesses that included a grain importer and a medical instrument company, but they all failed very quickly. A grain importer? Yeah, grain importer. So, so like, you, like liquor? Well, I mean, you would import the grains and it may be turned into liquor, yeah. So wait, your whole job is just to import grains? Yeah. And just sell them? Yeah. Well, they don't do anything with the grains? No, they just import them. They they They... They manage the buying of grains from other country and the transport in the United States. So just have a whole bunch of grains. 
Yes. <laughs> Austin, what am I going to do with all these grains? You seem to be having a really hard time with this. <laughs> yes. So, just, I got grains. Come here to buy your grains and your wares. I will, I will import grain. And people are like, yeah, I want those grains. And they pay for them. <laughs> what the fuck is so funny about grains? <laughs> no, why are you laughing? <laughs> All right, so grain importer. So he's a grain Failure. importer. Medical instrument, dude. Yeah, Failure. It didn't, it didn't work out. Um, so it was at this point. Are you ready? Are you, are you sitting down? You're, you're sitting down. I can see you. It sounds like this dude is a massive fucking loser and not just in politics. Oh, he's a massive fucking loser. But at this point, it is when he came into contact with some West African investors interested in doing business with him. Rut row. <laughs> <laughs> West African investors. I'm, I feel like this is going down a very uh, Elon Musk's father route. No, this is going no. down a very much Nigerian prince route. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, Elon Musk's dad was South African. This is West African. This well, is we're Nigeria. Talking about, uh, mining blood diamonds, but uh, you know, we're just bringing apartheid. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not talking about that in this one. This was a dum dum who fell for a bunch of Nigerian. I told you. Scams. I told you. Try to make me feel bad at the end of the episode and tell me all these fucking victims and they're not fucking. Oh, you're not. They're not stupid. Don't they lost all this money and their lives are ruined? But they were. They were. Yeah, yeah, they were. This guy was dumb. <laughs> Um, so I want to, I want to read from the, the Des Moines register again, uh, this, this piece, he goes, he moved on to other ventures, dabbling in schemes with, with African businessmen to get rich quick. <laughs> this is so bad. Listen, um, Ed, uh, I got, I got this, uh, Prince here. <laughs> wants to speak to you. <laughs> so they go, just wait, just buckle your fucking seatbelt. Um, in Mazvinsky, they had the perfect man, said Zazimir, the assistant U.S. attorney. His whole life, he wanted the home run. He didn't want to operate a business. He wanted to make millions in one home run. Mazvinsky's story sounded fantastic. At one point, he says he found himself in Africa gazing on an open suitcase filled with paper shaped like money, although the bills were blank, in quotes. That's the way they would hide it, he says. The man later came out with a chemical, threw it on the money, and they turned into $100 bills. He gave me 10 to have them tested the back home, and they were real. Uh, you just have this magical, like the alchemists over in Africa just have this magic potion to turn money and the blank money into real money? No, this guy's a fucking moron. I wonder if he talked um, to his buddy Bill about that. God, this guy's a yeah, fucking uh, yeah, bud. Give me an. Oh, I can't do the bill anymore. I lost the bill. <laughs> I lost the bill. <laughs> I need to need that magical potion to turn me into a real bill. Uh, so <laughs> this this article continues. Um, some of the African schemes were not far removed from the classic laughable Nigerian scams often run on the internet, seeking victims with financial backing to extract millions out of both bogus accounts. Others were sophisticated oil prospects. Mazinski poured money into these ventures and sought other investors promising them big returns. So this guy, a failed politician, former congressman, is now on the hook with a nigerian email scam these are the people we elect to office yes 
<laughs> yes. They're not real people. No, they're <laughs> fucking real. they're not smart. Oh, I've said this for a long time. It's like no one smart goes into politics. The smart people go to like Goldman Sachs or Facebook. Like <laughs> we're not getting yeah. the best and the brightest that are actually running for office in the US. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. These people, they don't have an ounce of real life experience. So they, yeah. they go to these private schools and they go, they automatically get accepted in these colleges because their daddies make big donations right. to school. And then they get out of there and go straight into politics without having like an ounce of real world, like you and me experience. Yeah. And Crazy. dude, it's going to get worse. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Just brace yourself. So, all told, he managed to burn through. 10 million dollars fuck <laughs> that's so much money he got it from an investors and you guessed it he told investors about this yes and they didn't say they didn't they didn't bat no. an eye no no you know why because he he got friends and friends of friends and he was like hey i was a congressman i would never put my political career on the line to scam you out of this money it, it, it's just what it is he was like people trust me because i was a congressman and my wife was a congresswoman like it, it's like it's 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 insane how many people trust this dude i don't give a shit if you're jesus christ if you come to me with this like listen man i got this money juice <laughs> just throw it on this paper and it becomes money so you, so t- do you want to know the worst part he what? even scammed his 84 year old mother-in-law out of three hundred thousand dollars oh my god mother-in-law so wait so you told his wife about this i don't know how much his wife knew okay and and we'll talk about that i'm not sure i think she knew a lot but she i don't think she was ever really i don't know how suspicious she was that this was a fucking ordeal um he also like there's just so much there um I'm going to comment again from the, the, the Des Moines Register. Mazinski's most common fraud was telling victims that he needed money to deposit in a trust account that would not get moved. He needed the money, he told them, to show that he had financial wherewithal to make an investment. He promised them a hefty return. He then spent the money on African schemes used to cover debts or paid off those who complained the loudest and not been paid back from previous bogus deals. He spent considerable amount of time moving around money around. Investigators found 165 examples between 1995 and 2000, where Ms. Vinsky um, executed bank transactions just under $10,000. Anything over $10,000 requires banks to file a report. Avoiding the reporting is called structuring. So this dude knew what he was doing. Not only is he being defrauded, he's also defrauding people. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. And he was like, he's defrauding people so he can get frauded. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. It's like, holy shit. This is a grifter being grifted. (laughs) And he's like, it's a cycle. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that's what drew me to this, because he was like, he kept taking out um, withdrawals of nine thousand nine hundred dollars because it wasn't ten thousand dollars. Love it. He was like taking it out all these banks. So he's like, I'm below the radar. I'm sneaky. Um, he also extracted money from clients he had promised to represent as an attorney. And again, he's a lawyer, never practiced law. Now suddenly he's practicing law. Um, Mazinski got his law degree from the University of California, Berkeley in 1965, but he spent little time practicing law. Once again, that is not actually a lawyer, even though he's licensed to practice law. Um, one scam 
involved Iowans Merle and Teresa Miller, whose address and government documents is in Iowa City. Mazinski told Joel Kleber, a financial consultant in Florida, and a friend of the Millers that he needed to the financial backing to represent a client who was suing the IRS. Keebler would get a chunk of the recovery. Mazvinsky needed $150,000 to demonstrate staying power and credibility. So he's like, hey, if you give me $150,000, <laughs> we're going to sue the IRS and we're going to get a bunch of money. Listen, all I need is $150,000. And people give it to him. That's the thing. He <laughs> gave it to him. That's fucking nuts. If you ask me to borrow $10, I'm, what do you need it for? <laughs> yeah. And so, so Mazinski, promising the money wouldn't be touched, withdrew it all upon receiving it. So $150,000, he's like, yoink, that's out of the bank. Um, Kleber also arranged for a deposit from the Millers. So he's like, Kleber was like, I believe you so much that I'm going to tell my friends, the Millers. Oh my God. Also deposit $150,000 and that got yoinked out of the fucking account too. How fucking wild would it be if somebody came over and was like, hey, bro, let me borrow $50. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you this $50 and let me tell my buddy Austin to also send you $50. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. These fucking people. Yeah, no. Ugh. It was bad. Um, another one was this, this is from that article. This one I like a lot. It says Jason Theodosakis is no dummy. He's written two best-selling books. The first in 1987, which was called the arthritis cure. He met Mazinski at a health spa in Tucson, Arizona, and found him to be up to upbeat, friendly, and smart. Theodakis, Theodos, no, Theodosakis, these Greek names, man, they're brutal. Hired Mazinski as an attorney to negotiate with his publisher, Affinity Press. Mazinski sh- set up an escrow account for the author's payments for the book and then spent all of it himself, nearly $350,000. He also Good spent, God. I know, right? He's like, fuck, it's mine. He also spent as much as $600,000 on the author's proceeds from consulting work done for Rexall Sundown Incorporated, a vitamin and nat- a nutritional supplement company. Shout out Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> that's exactly it i fucking love this because it's like one scammer gets scammed by another scammer who then gives to a scammer he's like oh <laughs> this fucking asshole nutritional guy i'm gonna take all of his money and then i'm gonna give it to a bunch of africans who have never met who are going to take my money away from me so i kind of love it it's weird i don't know why you did say in the nigerian prince episode that you're kind of a fan <laughs> I can see why. I, you know, I am when they take from rich assholes that don't know what they're doing. I don't like it when they take from old people and poor people. That that I don't like. I'm all for rich people getting ripped off. I'm totally. I stand for sure. Yeah, they got it. It's okay. (laughs) Um, So during all of this, he also very much relied on his relationship with the Clintons. Like he was like, "Hey, I'm friends with former president." Bill Clinton and his wife, Hillary Clinton. Like, you can trust me. He's I'm, using them for clout. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's using them for grift is what he's doing. Um, and I, I will say about the last guy, his biggest work was the cure for arthritis. Guess what? Arthritis hasn't been cured. Not real. <laughs> yeah, it's a bullshit book. It's very much Kevin Trudeau. Also, cracking your knuckles doesn't give you arthritis, people. I'm just going to no. throw that out there. Just just do it away it's fine it's fine you won't get arthritis i'm not gonna it's not gonna be loud i've cracked them recently um but there was one scam that brought the whole operation down um 
and it was one involving a guy named David Saunders. So Mizvinsky told David Saunders, a semi-retired entrepreneur from Virginia, that he stood to recover, just wait, $59 million from a bank in the Ivory Coast, but needed funds to pay the taxes on it. He told Saunders he'd earned the $59 million on investments in the Ivory Coast. You were a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. They're not going to tax you before you got the money. Nope. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> no, this is this is exactly what you should be reacting. Uh, in 1999, they entered into an escrow agreement. Saunders would get $247,000 return on his $500,000 investment if the transaction were a success. The initial money was to start the trust. Mizvinsky spent the money, some on African scams. Saunders was livid and sued. I don't blame him. Well, also, you fell for it, so fuck off. I this, don't know, man. Everybody's kind of a fucking idiot in this. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But it's like, wow, this fucking former congressman is like so into African Nigerian prince scams that he's Bro, just. Did they, the, like the original scammer, they just tell your buddy, like, hey, man, this guy's so fucking gullible. You got to get in on this. <laughs> yeah, they must have. They had to have. He spent $10 million on multiple scams. <laughs> like, he, that's a whale in that world. They're like, this guy, just come check him out. Let's do this. Oh my God! So, so uh, yeah, no, it's fucking. Be careful who you elect. Be careful who you elect, people. Just stop electing dumb people to run our country or die. America's dying. <laughs> Dalton, Dalton, it's gonna be worse. It's gonna get worse. I'm sorry, uh, it's gonna get worse. Trump, twenty twenty four. I can't. No, wait. it's gonna get worse. Just, just, <laughs> just me. We're all, we're not talking about Republicans in this. We're all. This is all. A, this is a very anti democratic, very anti democrat podcast. Whichever way it swings in twenty twenty four is gonna be like a. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's also true. So <laughs> this this lawsuit was very public, and it turned up the heat on an ongoing investigation that was already opened by the FBI, which was looking. <laughs> a case of Ms. Vinsky writing a check for $255,000 from a bank account that had a balance of $99 and 82 cents. My God. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can't get mad at that. Doing better than me. <laughs> $255,000 on a bank that has $99 and 82 cents. <sighs> That's balls, man. Hey, um, you know what? Good on you for trying. <laughs> Good on you for trying. If that works, I would have did that shit like five years ago. Okay. <laughs> just to buy cigarettes. Shit. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Um, so the FBI swooped in. Uh, he's actually charged with 66 of federal counts. Um, at this point, he also filed for, filed for bankruptcy, and so did his wife because she got dragged into this shit too, even though I'm not sure how much she knew about what was going on. But yeah. Um, it ruined her ambition of running for the Senate in 2000. So she filed for bankruptcy. She had to withdraw from her election. Um, and that's what she did. Look what you did, Ed. Look what you at, did. <laughs> so Ed, at this point, began to claim that he suffered from bipolar disorder, which was amplified by the anti-malaria malaria drug Laramin or Laramin. Laramin. Why the mm. fuck is he taking malaria drugs? I don't know. Is it from it, when he visited Africa? Maybe that that actually makes more sense than anything I could think of. Um, and that's what led to his decision making during the whole ordeal. And I'm going to say also fuck off. Also, yeah, you're lying. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. And, and I'm going to say something about mental health because it should be noted that manic 
periods can lead to poor judgment. But Dr. (laughs) Robert Sadoff, a Philadelphia psychiatrist, testified in Mazinski's trial that he suffered from a mild case of bipolar disorder, and it shouldn't have prevented him from realizing what that what he was doing was wrong. Okay, so So you you got a daughter telling you you're full of shit. Yeah, it's a it's a bullshit excuse. Like, and I have every sympathy for people that suffer from mental illness and, and surrounded by it. And you know, hey, I understand that, but. There's a point where you can't say bipolar order when it's actually like sociopathy, where you don't know what's wrong and right versus right. having a manic episode where you may not know what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I agree. So I'm, I'm that's, that's my kind of hard stand on that. Maybe someone convinced me otherwise. Um, yeah. So it was, it was pretty clear that he was going to be convicted. He threw a hail Mary. What do you think he did? Hmm. Well, he can't plead insanity because he got a doctor calling him full of shit. Uh, appeal towards the Christian right. No, that actually would have mm. been a good move now, but I don't know if it was a move then. He applied for a presidential pardon because his buddy Bill was in his last <laughs> year of being president. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had so- a joke lined up, but I can't. I can't. Uh, my brain ain't working right right now. <laughs> so anti-malaria Monica, get off me. I got to sign this pardon. <laughs> so uh, i'm he, trash into i love uh, monica's cool monica's cool there's monica's nothing cool as fuck listen if the president asked me to suck his dick I, you know you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> depends on which one uh, let me also serious note this isn't me joking monica was a victim he had a person in power uh asking her to do these things praying on and, an intern yeah yeah she was a victim and any joke i make is just jokes it's just <laughs> No, I agree. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm team Monica for sure. Um, so this is actually from the pardon request letter that he sent. Um, I have real reason to believe that without a pardon, charges will be brought against me in the very near future and that I will be faced with a long and difficult process of defending myself and ultimately the prospect of a long prison term. Boo fucking boo. <laughs> I am humbled and saddened at having sullied my reputation and that of my family and having disappointed the many honorable and decent people who had confidence me and confidence in me. I'm prepared to try and make this to try and make amends as best I can. I Fuck really don't, off. I really don't see the problem with him going to prison for him because you know, he wouldn't get put in like a super max. He would put no. in one of those cushy ass prisons where all the politicians go to. Also, he Ever- didn't say, he didn't say, I'm sorry. No, say I'm sorry for stealing money from people. Please don't send me to jail. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry I violated your trust. Fuck off. That's like the brain dead rich thing to do. I'm sorry that no one will trust me with money anymore. That's not what crime is. You stole money from people. (laughs) That's what the crime is. That's that's just goes to show that they don't live in the real world. No, (laughs) no, this is Clinton world, baby. They don't live. They're like in a totally different orbit. This is fucking crazy. And this is what makes me so mad because I'm like, Fuck you. You don't even know what you did wrong. You can't even admit to what you did wrong in a pardon letter that no one's going to see until 20 years after it's actually published. Like, admit to what you did. I'm sorry I stole a lot of money from people. It was bad. I'll try to pay them back. That's a more convincing pardon letter. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm sorry I violated the trust. I, 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 I absolutely hate this guy. No, the, no sympathy for this dude. Angry Austin makes me so happy. Oh. Don't throw it out there. 
fills me with joy. I just, it, it's like you're so misguided and you, you're you just like on this like different plane of existence. This doesn't make any fucking sense to any real person. I'm sorry. I violated your trust. You know what? You get, that's what you should be because you're so disconnected and you contribute zero to society. Allegedly. Allegedly. No. I want this allegedly, allegedly year old man to be. No. Allegedly. I will throw his feeble, his, his body. I will throw his old ass bones. I, you know what? You know what? Not even the sun. I will. Nope. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. He just deserves it. I'm fuck this guy. Um, if you can't wife, if this satire and it's not based in <laughs> I'm not satire. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, his wife even chimed in on the note. He, uh, she said he is a man who, who's in public service and his private life has worked tirelessly as an advocate for the poor, the underprivileged, and the underserved. But he is also a man who now finds himself in a precarious position where a federal investigation has already blemished a stellar career, a life of high-minded public service, dedication to humanitarian causes. It is for this reason that I write you personally to seek clemency for Ed. Fuck you. You were a <laughs> congressman for two years, and that's it. And then nobody bought your bullshit anymore, and they didn't elect you. You should be back and forth nope. by nope. the large... Nope. Yes, yes, by a large... I don't know that's the thing it's like a cartoon death but it'll squeeze every bit of bodily fluid out of his body uh, satire satire Fuck this guy the opinions and views of austin is not necessarily opinions and views of if you catch my grift please yes, do not they are. yes they are because i'm <laughs> as much a part of this as you are and fuck <laughs> this guy your you face wanna... is turning the same shade of your uh, glasses i'm so mad you I, don't like I, a tomato I hate this guy this guy's <laughs> fucking sucks anyway you know what happens? This makes me happy. Bill Clinton denied the pardon. No fucking way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, got, I got cum on the papers. You better throw them away. Yeah, but throw them away. <laughs> We're not going to look at this. We're not going to look. I can't do a Bill Clinton to save my life. There's no fucking way. I um, lower your voice real low and sound real scumbaggy. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's real douchey. So even though Clinton denied him the pardon, I will say that Clinton has denied i mean like actually pardoned some real fucking shitheads and maybe i'll get into that but this is like incredible the people that he pardoned and then he didn't pardon his little buddy ed musvinsky um musvinsky would eventually plead guilty to 31 of the 66 charges and was sentenced to 80 months in prison that's it yeah, you well, probably get a 31 different charges. Yep, 80, but he pled guilty, so you get a better deal with that. Okay. But I do think it's worth noting that 80 months in prison is 6.66 years. Oh. So oh. Satan's got something to do with this. Hmm. Oh, you're getting into conspiracy. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> Listen here. Listen here, Alistair. Um, so he started his, his sentence in 2003. God, I want, I want to slip into Alex Jones' voice so bad when he said 666. You could. Why not? Why wouldn't you? See, we're literally, we're literally fighting the devil. We're fighting the devil, people. The you literal Christian devil. No, Alex doesn't say that. The podcast about Alex Jones says that. I'll just say we're fighting the devil and them damn liberals and these neocons. 
they don't they don't understand what they're giving their lives to. And I see y'all see a neocon, I see the liberals, they come up and they go, oh, we're fighting the devil, we're fighting the devil, Alex, and you can't stop it. But I will be able to stop it because I got God on my side. I've got God, and you damn globalists will not be able to stop me. Hallelujah. Will you just play Christian Alex Jones for the rest of the episode? Oh, no, global, gl- globalist Alex Jones, because this is going to be more about globalism than anything else. My voice that hurts my, hurts my, hurt, hurts my voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's got that big fat neck. And <laughs> that that big, yeah, that big old thick neck. He got that roll <laughs> of a fucking neck. I don't even have that. And I'm fatter than he is. It's crazy. No, I think it's like naturally thick. That's like a fucking uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot situation. Just like a big, thick neck. Now, like I see that neck and I was like, he definitely has a CPAP machine. And like when he comes <laughs> in the studio with like, and he's grouchy as fuck is because he fell asleep without that CPAP machine. He got too drunk and he forgot to put it on. That's my theory. I also, that guy said we can't I, stay on top. <laughs> no, dude. I also think he's like probably diabetic, which is why he's always fucking eating during interviews. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not. He's always eating during fucking interviews, man. I swear to God. I think he's, Harley, like, he's trying listen, to listen. If you've never <laughs> seen an interview on Alex Jones show, like if the guest ever like says something to try to throw back to Austin, uh, uh oop, the really, really, what the fuck, Dalton? <laughs> If somebody ever really says feel. something to try to throw back to Alex, like, no. the, and Alex has to respond, he's like, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I feel betrayed that you just like replace Alec Jones in your brain with me. No, I was just I was looking I'm at just, the screen. I'm just I'm just, no, saying, I'm just looking at the screen. It was a betrayal. <laughs> Sorry, Austin. Keep going. A two brute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, my bad, y'all. <laughs> you so see, doing like, Alex Jones' voice gets me all lightheaded, and I can't think straight. No, that's just that water t- that you're finally sipping talking. Uh, anyway. No, no, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Satire. Um, so he started since in 2003, and he got out after five years in 2008. In the meantime, his wife had divorced him, which is not all that surprising, considering that he bankrupted both, hit, both himself and her, and she dropped out of her 2000 Senate bid. And he was ruined. Um, his family wanted nothing to do with him. He was totally cut off, and he owed almost ten million dollars in restitution. To his damn it, Ed Brzezowski. Done. But that's not the end of the story. No, no, we got some more to go. So the Mizvinskis had a shitload of kids. They had eleven children. Holy fuck! So Dude. he had. But that thing where it came from or so help me. <laughs> so he had four kids from his previous marriage. He and uh, Marjorie had two boys together. She had two adopt daughters from when she was single and together they adopted another three children. So they had a lot of children. I can imagine and, having that many kids. So think, you know what we need more children. Yeah. It's like, hey, we don't have enough in our mansion that we didn't actually pay for, but we stole from other people. So right. let's let's do that because that's exactly what they lived in was a big fucking mansion. Um, and you know what? You have Ed Mazinski, who I think we both agree is a gigantic failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big fucking well, there, loser. There's more than one big fucking loser in the story. And one of them is his son, Mark Mazinski. 
who we're going to talk on. This is going to tie it to like current times. Oh God, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does oh, it? This kid is this guy. He's a couple years older than me. Actually, he's fucking terrible. He um. Went by to the Santa way, for- by the way, I'm really upset he didn't name him Mike because it's so close. It would have came full circle from the Pixar bit. <laughs> he wouldn't have known it was. It, it, it would have been so great. Pixar. <laughs> it would have been so great. <laughs> so, dear Mark went to uh, Stanford and immediately after graduating, got a job at Goldman Sachs, which I don't know how much you know about Goldman Sachs. You don't just like fucking go to indeed.com and find an entry to Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is like the elite of the elite of the elite. All I know is that they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're yeah, shit that's all bank. I know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really sure why they do. But you don't just, actually like apply with a resume. You have to know someone who's in power to get a job there, right? So this motherfucker who's like, oh, both of my parents were in Congress, got a job at Goldman Sachs. Gotcha. So you know, about is, who you know and who you, uh, you know. Right. Even if your father's a fuckhead, he was in Congress. So you're going to Goldman Sachs. That's right. how that's how like the wealthy kind of protect themselves. Daddy you know? knows Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mommy knows Hill. Daddy knows Bill. You're going to Goldman Sachs and you go to Goldman Sachs and you go to Goldman Sachs. <laughs> and you, it's it's fucking horrendous. And this is when I'm kind of going on a diatribe, but I don't fucking care. This is my podcast. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so he um, was. He was there for eight years. And then in 2009, you ready? Yeah. He, it was announced that dear sweet Mark is engaged to Chelsea Clinton. No fucking way. Oh my God. It's so good. It's, it's so good. After all of that, dear Ed, who's been cut out of the family, his boy is now engaged to be married to Chelsea Clinton. No, uh, Chelsea. <laughs> I know that boy there. He's a good looking boy, man. <laughs> but he's not. I know it, it's 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 really shallow to comment on looks, but he's he's a oh, freak. No, give it to me. I'm so shallow. He's a fucking freak. He's a rich ah, freak with yes. rich freak parents and a fucking oh he like if he if I stepped on him accidentally, I would smear that fucking foot all over every curb I could. Hold on, let me do a quick Google real quick. Yeah, Mark M-A-R-C. Because fuck having a K, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You fucking asshole. Mark. Mez. M-E-Z. V-I-N. You'll find him. He's quick. Oh, fuck. I typed in Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not a bad look. Oh, wait. Wait. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's a dude. He's a Zuckerberg. He looks like Mark. Yeah, he is like Mark. Let he me just tell like you. Him. We're oh, going to wow. get into that. These people are not real. No, they're not. They're fucking terrible. I hate so them. how far off the rails would I have to go to like convince you that these people are AI and they're not really real people. <laughs> not that, honestly, not that far. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So he's engaged Chelsea. Yep. And all of these people run in the same fucking circles. Like if you have any influence or any power or any sort of like government connection, you are in this like world and it's just fucking disgusting um they got married in 2010 and his dad was not invited to the wedding wow his mom walked him down the aisle but in all of the photos that were released publicly neither his mom or 
Well, his dad wasn't featured because he wasn't at the wedding, but his mom also was not in any of the photos. And it was all Mark, Chelsea, Bill, and Hillary. Mm. Cue they the X-Files theme. Yeah, they cut his ass out. <laughs> that's, that, dude, that's got to be like the poster in some conspiracy boy's bedroom, right? I mean, like, there to me, there's no wonder that the, the Clintons are such fodder for conspiracies because they operated in such a weird fucking conspiracy-ridden world. Yeah, for sure. It's like, just, like it's like they did it to themselves almost. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. So he leaves Goldman Sachs and decides he's going to go into uh, a hedge fund, and he creates a hedge fund called Eagle View Partners. And it, he was one of the people that started it. He was in charge of a thing called Eagle View Hellenic Opportunity, which was targeting Greece. Right. So the bet comes down to this and let's be honest hedge funds are gambling there's, yeah there's i'm gonna say explain like i'm five a hedge fund a hedge fund is you collect a bunch of money you invest in not you invest in vehicles not cars but vehicles that are <laughs> less traditional so like you invest in artwork or you invest in currency or you invest in in things that are not traditional investments like securities or stocks or bonds or things like that right so he establishes one so it would be like me like austin charlie let's pull our money together and put it all in like ethereum or something yeah i mean hedge funds typically don't mess with crypto but you could set up a, a, a hedge fund that messes with crypto nft coming soon yeah yeah <laughs> don't don't commit me to that Dalton. <laughs> Got a whole um, bunch of uh, cartoon monkeys hanging on your wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So so basically what happened was he bet on um, he, he raises a ton of money to bet on Greek bank stocks and government debt. So if Greek Greece is able to turn around its economy, then those investors would make a lot of money. Right. He was like the, the Greek economy was down is in the gutters. He's like, I think it's going to recover. Let's buy up a bunch of bonds and debt. And then when it turns around, we'll make a shitload of money. Right. right. Uh, didn't really work out. The Greek economy <laughs> has, has languished, defaulting on its crippling debt in 2012, returning to growth in 2014, and then missing an IMF payment in 2015. The country is still struggling to regain its footing as the government battles over how to lower its debt with creditors and fellow Eurozone countries. And so Eagle View's wager on Greece's resurrection flopped, and the fund is now shutting down after losing 90% of its value, according Jesus to the New York Christ. Times. Yeah. Yeah. This was a flop. This dude does not know what the fuck he's doing. He, um, he had raised around $25 million just for the Greek part, and it turned to dust. The entire firm, which had raised about $300 million, was shuttered in 2016 because of bad investments. Insane. This dude sucks. He's terrible. He doesn't know shit. The only reason he has anything is because of who his father is. Yeah. 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 He's a what... fail son. He's the <laughs> definition of a fail son. <laughs> but like people give this guy so much money. Like this is a grift. This is a grift. Him and his dad. Yeah, no, I'm saying this is like a generational thing. Like his dad was stealing money to go to Africa or to just send to <laughs> African people that are grifting him. But like this guy is like, I'm clearly smart because my dad was in my both my parents were Congress people. Right. 
Right. But he no, thinks he's just this like that huge intellectual. You, that doesn't that doesn't make you smart. No. Doesn't make you any smarter than anybody else. In fact, Dalton, your parents are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, and I, honestly, Dalton, you could probably invest better than this dude. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> it's it's a gamble. It's just like you bet on something, and maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Um. So WikiLeaks in their big mm-hmm. email leak that you referenced earlier, right? Um, released Where a slew are the emails, of emails. Austin? Where are the emails? They're here. They released a slew of emails from the Clinton campaign, and it came to light that much in the same way his father did, Mark Mazvinsky used his relationship to the Clintons to raise money for the hedge fund. Ooh. There are um, two names that I thought would be fun to mention. The first is Haim Sabam. Do you know who that is? No idea. He is the founder of Saban Entertainment Group, which produced and distributed the Power Rangers. Ooh, that's Saban. Okay. Yep. yep. And you see it at the end of the Power Rangers, that's the guy. Um, the second is, just wait for it, is Jacob Rothschild. Globalist. <laughs> that's right. He is of that Rothschild family. Huh? Oh my! Oh. Um, yeah, this is this, this is the kind of shit that like so has, lot... has this guy ever made? Like, is he a part of like the Alice Jones lore? Is he like no, no oh, not at God. all? God, no! It kind of all stops at like Hillary and Bill. They don't go into the Rothschilds, but they should. Like, they should go into this whole shit because it's like clearly this dude has done nothing his entire life. Well, to, no, like... awesome because that would be true. <laughs> they well, can't that... tell the truth. No, you're right. You're right. And it was, <laughs> it would not be anti um, Semitic bullshit. Exactly. Which is what they peddle in. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, like this is like a, that's why I said, like put on your fucking tinfoil hats because this is some real weird shit that like this dude who has never done anything his entire life gets handed opportunity after opportunity, after opportunity, after opportunity. This is the people that those right wing nutjobs should be fighting. <laughs> yes, this is the people that the right wing and the left wing nutjobs should be fighting. Right. Like, yeah. This is this is who we should all be mad at because they've done literally nothing to 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 like deserve their place in what the society that they're in. Right. Right. Like, Daddy these had are some money. That's these all- are fucking <laughs> shit bags. And this and we're gonna see this more and more again because like. Jeff Bezos's kids are going to be fucking stupid. And right. like, I mean, not even allegedly parody. They're going to be dumb. They're going to have no fucking skills to interact with real humans. And they're going to have more money than any of us will ever see in our entire lives. And, and it's going to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm, it. I'm optimistic. It I'm, I love everything. I'm optimistic. We're going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Oh my God. These people are fucking terrible. Anyway. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> sorry. I had my allegedly button like on the ready. <laughs> no, this, no, this is no allegedly. This is actually going to happen. Um, so after that, no more hedge funds for Mark Mazinski. Um, He played stay at home dad for a little while. And then he joined a venture capitalist fund called Social Capital as a vice chairman. His job, according to the write-up in Axios, was to help scale social capital into a much broader asset management firm, which would include a credit business. That plan has been scrapped, and there will not be a credit fund. So basically, the dude that started Social Capital was like, we're going to expand and be a much bigger company, and I'm going to move on to other things, and I'm gonna, I've got other projects. 
And then Mark Mazinski well, fucked everything up, clearly, so much right. that the dude was like, no, I'm coming back. Social Capital is on the rocks. That's my company. I'm going to replace everybody that I just hired to run the company, and I'm back. And that's what happened. <laughs> this fucking dude cannot run anything. No, he's a fucking failure. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking failure, just like Everything his he touches just gets destroyed. Yeah, but like, so does his dad. Like, this is no different. It just yeah. happens to be that they're like, one of them knew the Clintons. The other one was married to the Clintons. And it doesn't matter. They're, they're powerful people because of the, who they know. Right. And they could do whatever they want and make a shitload of money. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's it. Like, he, like uh, he's, I, I mean, I think he's a grifter now, but he's not like a traditional grifter. But yeah. I feel like we're talking about this guy now. And I feel like give him 10 years. And he's going to be a full-blown fucking grifter. Oh, he's going to fall in his dad's steps for sure. Yeah. Like, or like maybe crypto dude or something, something's going to go on with this dude. And, you know, it's, it's, we call it the financial industry, but honestly, the more that anyone looks into it, the more you can see where it's just like a bunch of gambles and like the whole yeah. financial industry is a fucking grift. And this is like a, deeper than I think we've ever gone for grifter because we're like, Hey, look at that stupid TV preacher. But I'm like, this is all bullshit. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. And, and, and this fucking guy who happens to be married to a, a shitty ex-president's <laughs> really horrible daughter is able to, Oh, make, is she bad? Huh? Is she bad too? She just, I, I can't, I've, 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 I've met her. Um, yeah, so I she oh, I was working story the, time. Yeah, here you go. Here it is. And and she was she was perfectly nice to me. She um came to the, the Apple store where I worked and she came to the Genius Bar where I was I was a manager at the time and she had dropped her phone into a puddle of water at a point where iPhones could not deal with water. And she was very nice. And she had instructed, probably stupidly, the Secret Service, because she gets Secret Service for life, to stay upstairs. I worked at an Apple store that was downstairs. And so they stayed upstairs and she was downstairs. And I was very nice, but I had to break it to her that all of the information on her phone was gone. I mean, it was just lost. She dropped it in water. There's no way to recover it. And she started talking about her husband, this fucking asshole, Mark Mavinsky, who I didn't know anything about at the time. Fucking way. Yeah. She talked about how he was in uh, um, Wyoming at the time. So I was like, that doesn't mean anything. And uh, she was, you know, really upset that she didn't have all the context and anything. And I eventually handed her off to one of the geniuses at the the genius bar because I was like, I, you're better technically. Like, stop, screech. Yeah. That's for a job title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But like I, you know, and she was she, uh, honestly she's very nice. She's a friend, and 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 like as I was helping her, like all of the other employees at the store kind of lined up behind her, and I could see them all because they have blue shirts. And I was like, and I was like talking to her, and I'm like, all of you need to go away. Like like I'm trying to disperse them because it's weird that they're right. like congealing around Chelsea Glenn. Anyway, she talked about her her husband this asshole was in Wyoming and uh, you know, eventually it was like, I have to usher you off. I left. She was still there. And apparently like a lot of people sort of like started to mob her and it was probably a bad idea. She didn't secret service because they were above and she was trying to get out of the store and she couldn't do it. And, 
it it the only thing that clicked with me is that they ended up naming one of their kids Jasper, which is the I think it's the capital of Wyoming. And so I was like, oh, he likes Wyoming. They named a kid Jasper because it's a city in Wyoming. Maybe the actually it's probably not the capital and someone's going to correct me. Um, But yeah, she was nice enough, but totally uninteresting. Were you aware of who you were talking to while you were talking to her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Exactly who I was talking to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is years and years and years and years ago. But had I known that her like husband was such a fucking fail son i'm not sure i would have done anything differently because i would have been fired and it was a good gig <laughs> but at the same time i was like hmm, i might have, i don't know maybe approached it differently probably not so that's all i got bunch of fail sons bunch of shithead people oh that we are... ended this episode on the chelsea green story chelsea green green <laughs> clinton who the fuck is chelsea green <laughs> Zack Ryder's yeah. wife. Are you- <laughs> Jesus, I'm Charlie, so there's so much good stuff for you to, to throw oh, in on this one. Oh, no, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I just I try to keep quiet, but I really want to pipe in sometimes. And I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Dude, anytime you if want you to pipe in, the- honestly, free. you should. <laughs> yeah. We got friends. Check out on <laughs> Um, So we have a few. Uh, good episodes lined up that are coming up we uh have our friend Dwayne coming on next week uh, do you know austin what does he want to talk about oh my god i'm really looking forward to this it's laura loomer jacob wall and he doesn't know it but i'm definitely gonna make him talk about ali uh, alexander yes uh, these are some Let's fucking go <laughs> these guys are fucking terrible let's, let's go, go! Oh, God, my Alex Jones voice gets to come out again. I love it. Love it. <laughs> then uh, the week after we are doing. Are you looking at me? Um, yeah, well, I'm drowning. Exi- I'm drowning. Help me. It, help me. If, Get if, me if, out it the exists, river. if it exists anymore, we're going to be doing the University of Austin. Oh, nice. And Which then I, the week after we have. This is Dalton's favorite thing ever. Ed Cody from Pod Van Dam to talk about Belle Delphine. Which is one of those. Dalton, the very first Dalton and Ed take the wheel episode because I'm checking so out this one. Fucking excited! You could say that I'm her only fan. All right, well, <laughs> but you'd be wrong because she's made a shitload of money on that site. But uh, I just want to get the lineup out there because we have a we have a banger lineup coming up, and I want you guys to be excited for it, just as excited as we are. Are you excited? Are you really excited? I'm very excited. The Ollie, yeah, the, you're, just the, like saying, you're just saying like banger and the Belle Daphine in the same sentence. Is that what you're doing? Uh, you're sorry, married that, ass man. Quit being such a perv. What's wrong okay. with you? Hey, that's that's fine. That's fine. You were, I'm not you going were, out. I'm not talking you, to her. You were you were simping for a 70 year old woman in the last episode. <laughs> they don't call me Daddy Gil for nothing. What is they, they don't call you that at all. They don't. No, they, I'm the daddy here. Sorry. That's what Charlie happens. Butters. <laughs> did I tell my gilf story on that episode? I don't. You did not tell the gilf story. I will story, tell dude. it. I will tell it here. Tell it here. Tell it now. And I'll then talk about our, seventy-year-old women. Know. Let me tell you about seventy-year-old women. I was a young boy, about eighteen, nineteen, and my buddy's brother was stationed at Fort Benning in Columbus. He was arm. He was an army dude, and he had a party, and we went up there to visit him. 
So we're all drinking, having fun. Well, allegedly drinking because I was below 21, but you get it. There's, and, there's no statute of limitations on that. You're fine. <laughs> but uh, we're out there having a good time. And this lady comes up to me, an older lady. Oh, she you comes told up me to this. Me. I don't think you told the pod. <laughs> she comes up to me. She asks me, uh, hey, where are you from? You know, you're really cute. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'm from Lakeland, Georgia. Uh, how old are you? You know, I'm 18. Uh, well, you having a good time, you know, and she's like, starts, you know, obviously hitting on me and I'm into it, man. I'm like, oh, your boy's getting that dicky sticky tonight. Let's go. And, you know, it's getting hot and heavy. We're talking, we're chatting, having a good time. And my buddy comes up and goes, Dalton, what are you doing? I was like, bro, I'm about to get this fucking, I'm about to get this shit boy. And he's like, no, there's no fucking way I'm letting you do that. And later on, she comes up to me, she grabs my hand and she's like, do you want to go inside? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. And my friend cuts in front of me. He's like, no, you don't want to go with you. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Dalton, come on, let's go. And I was mad. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, the, the fucking, just let me do me, man. What, what's going on? And she sort of, she finds another, another soldier, a younger guy, and takes him inside instead. So my night's ruined. It's over. It's like, oh, fuck, man. I missed my shot. Thanks, asshole. Let's, whatever. So we keep partying. The next morning, we wake up. And he goes, hey, Dalton, wake up. I want to show you something. I'm like, well, what's up? He's like, walk with me. And so we walk in the living room, and on the couch is this ancient fucking lady, gray hair, wrinkly fucking skin, <laughs> wolf. And uh, I was like, fuck, what? who is that? He's like, that's the girl you tried to bang last night. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you so much. And then after that, like, people started start calling me uh, Gilf Lover. And, you know, it's a fun little story. Daddy, uh, sorry, Dalton. <laughs> wow, you there. just called yourself daddy. <laughs> Try to just, get in them gilf cheeks. I want to. I want to give you a line that my father has said on more than one occasion, which I'm not necessarily okay with. Crazy? No, he just says, "The older the berry, the sweeter the juice." Truth. <laughs> <laughs> we have friends. <laughs> we have friends. Check out our friends at Pod Van Dam. Super fantastic wrestling cheers. X over hard headed and producer Charlie. Tell them about your podcast. Oh, IWTV guide where we uh, have a wrestler on and we talk about a show they were on and uh, yeah. Tell you what you should watch on IWTV. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at catch Dalton. You can find Austin on Twitter at Austin. Agogo. You can find Not- producer Charlie on Twitter at Charlie underscore butters. Oh, Ooh, you feel I like how you fucking picked up what I was throwing down, bud. <laughs> and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Catch My Griff Pod. Uh, you know, just be aware if you're electing as politicians, because this guy got fucking scammed in a Nigerian email scam. We just talked about this a few weeks I, ago. I, I, I will we just, just say, talked about it. If you anybody who looks like they graduated from law school and immediately went into politics should be suspect. For sure. Right out right away. That's it. That's that's some make real advice. These fucking guys, if they they're poli sci and and and, and law majors, and they're like, I'm immediately I'm not gonna have a real job. Politics can be a real job. Fuck them. Fuck them so hard. Also, stay beautiful. Oh no. Well, we'll see you next time on 
before you see next time on if you catch my grift come over here come come over here talk to daddy bill let's let's go have a talk let's go have a talk over there if you catch my grift we'll see you next week people see you later what that old lady said to you (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't sound like that (laughs) i don't know maybe she did Oh, you don't don't like you're from around here, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I may not be your mama, but I'll be your grandmama. Oh, man. That'd be some shit if I was like, you know, just hitting it from the back, trying to grab her hair, pull the wig off. Gross. Why? Why do you (laughs) see you guys next time? (laughs) In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. In my veins and I'm out to cut the chunky with the plastic eyeballs Spray paint the vegetables, dog food skulls with the beefcake pantyhose Kill the headlights and put it in neutral Stock car flaming with the loser and the cruise control Babies in Reno with the vitamin D Got a couple of couches, sleep on the love seat. So I keep saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun wedding and a stain on my shirt Don't believe everything that you breathe You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve So shave your face with some mace in the dark Saving all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park Yo Cut it Because one's got a weasel and others got a flag One's on the pole, shove the other in the bag With the rerun shows and the cocaine nose jug The daytime crap of the folk singer's club He hung himself with a guitar string A slab of turkey neck and it's hanging from a pigeon wing to get right if you can't relate Trade the cash for the beat, for the body, for the hate And my time is a piece of wax Falling on a termite It's choking on the splinters
slash happy Indigenous People Day because this will come out that weekend. No, Indigenous People Day is Columbus Day. Oh, fuck. All right, edit that out, Charlie. Hi. Yes. Okay. Hi, Christopher. Dalton says hi. Hello, Dalton. He says hello. Oh, he said hey. Hi, Chris. Charlie says hi. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> you want to come make an appearance? Nope. <laughs> I already saw you walk in the door, motherfucker. Come show your face. Right. Bye. Bye. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Where was I? I don't remember. So. Uh, <laughs> The, now his wife you just sounded so drunk when you, where was i don't remember i don't remember i have nothing i have no will to live oh i got serious yeah i was kidding okay was, okay that was a joke i'm fine <laughs> maybe that's what they all not. say austin oh, man i'm too lazy for all that shit i just like wake up and roll out of bed that's what i do. moving on um, <laughs> Let's go. We're gonna run through this. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna we're gonna just blast through this shit like Ellen Peck blasted through all those men. <laughs> and I know it's an information thing, and I just I try to edit my but I didn't edit this because I'm a little drunk and didn't have time. <laughs> Dude, I've had like such bad diarrhea for like the past three days. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, there's been nothing but water, and I've been shitting all day. Drink some water, bro. Drink some no, water. I've had my headphones on wrong this whole time. <laughs> Please leave that in, Charlie. Charlie, you're going to edit that out, right? No, he should not. No. What, you farting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>